I'm David S. Dawson from the Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 230 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we talk about that content that didn't make the cut. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we wonder, is it the end of the RSS feed? And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we take your feedback, including answers to the question of when do you edit? Laura, start the show now. I don't know when I edit, but I do know that I edit myself out. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew and I am pleased to say the master of creativity, Stargate Pioneer, is here this week. Sometimes I'm the master of creativity and sometimes I fall flat on my face. It happens. It's podcasting. You just got to get right back up, get into it, make the next bit of content. We're really excited this week with this show. We got a ton to talk about. I mean, I mean a ton. It's both a metric and a literal ton of stuff to talk about, right, Stephen? Yeah, and you said that sometimes you just got to pick yourself up and get back at it, and that sometimes is how you save your podcast, because something goes super wrong, and it bums you down, and you got to figure it out and pick pick up the pieces and get your show continued on, and that happened to me last week for this very show here for Better Podcasting, so got a little, a little secret here that's not so much a secret anymore, because I've kind of shared it here and there, but I mentioned on a better podcasting live chat, number 11, I think it was, that I was considering doing a computer upgrade, and I decided that I was going to pull the trigger on the computer upgrade, and I did my research, and I landed on some hardware that I was going to do, and I bought a computer, and the long story short, of course, of course, I would end up buying a either a defective motherboard or a defective processor. I'll save all of the technical mumbo jumbo if you want to ask me about that in our Discord server. I'll go over that there. But there was a, a plethora of diagnosing that went on to find out it was one of those two things that I wasn't sure which it was. And so in order to solve the problem, uh, I talked to the shop that I got it from and I ended up paying a little bit more to swap out both of those for different models just to make sure like I was completely different bit better processor, about, about a wash of the motherboard. It was actually the day of the recording is what it came down to. It was the day of the recording, which was last Wednesday. I believe we were a day off last week. And um, as such, I didn't have my computer up and going to be able to record the better podcasting live chat that we did record. But I did, as SP said, have my rig sitting there, my old computer. I had had the parts there. They were still working. A little long in the tooth, that's why I decided to do the upgrade, but I took my video card, I uh, took a hard drive, and I did a little transfer, I put it in there, got that computer hooked up, 
so that we could record the Better Podcasting live chat and get that going. And so uh, because I had that hardware still sitting by, which I've always say a big advocate if you're doing a Windows reinstall, if you're changing out your sound mixer, whatever it is, try to, if it still works the old product, keep it nearby in case you got to fall back to it. And that's what I had to do last week for the episode 12 of Better Podcasting Live Chat is I did have to dig out my old computer so that I could save my podcast. I guess I should say our podcast. That's great, Stephen. I'm picturing in my mind, I know it wasn't like this, but I'm picturing SATA cables, you know, reaching out across the floor in front of you. I'm picturing screws and hard drives, just laying stuff. I'm picturing fans that are not connected to the case, just blowing dust everywhere in your studio in order to make this happen. (laughs) That's what I'm picturing in my head. So if it wasn't like that, don't tell me it. I'll just keep my head cannon on how Steven saved this podcast. It was that and so much more. But let's go ahead and move on to our featured segment. Whether it's an entire show theme or just an idea for your current podcast, we're big fans of testing out ideas as you come up with them. Testing out your ideas come with a variety of benefits, but the biggest one is that it allows you to find the things that don't work. You can then shelve those before they hit your podcast. But what happens to that content? After all, you're left with content that is unreleased. After all, today we want to talk about your unreleased content why you might have it, what you might want to do with it, and some situations where you eventually want to go ahead and release it. Now, there are many reasons that you may have content that is on release, so we'll begin by talking about reasons you might actually have it. First, perhaps you tried something and it didn't work. This is the example that we talked about in the intro. Whether this is simply a component for your show or something more drastic like trying an entirely new podcast, we're big advocates of not feeling that you must release something just because you've recorded it. Since you've made a conscious decision to try something new, when this happens, we encourage you to take some time to actively consider why it didn't work, and we'll expand more on that a little later. Another reason you may have unreleased content is because there's something that you've recorded, but you're not feeling comfortable releasing it. For example, perhaps you've changed your mind on something that you've said. If you're doing a current events podcast, maybe you recorded an initial opinion based off of something in the current events, but since then your opinion has changed. You might not feel comfortable releasing that anymore. Alternatively, maybe you just decided that something that you recorded doesn't deserve the amount of time that you gave it. For example, maybe you went and you recorded something and it was a little bit lengthy, but in retrospect, as you listen back to it, you feel that it's really not deserving of that much time. Of course, on the flip side of things, maybe you record something and it's a little short and you listen back to it and you go, hey, This actually needs more time to make this clearer and a better point. This might be something that you don't release because, again, you're not feeling comfortable releasing it. Another example in this category is perhaps there's something that's changed the relevance of the content. Now, 
Perhaps you recorded something about a hot topic issue within your niche and that you had a very important point that interpreted the point at hand. However, since you recorded, there's been more information than has come out that makes your point no longer relevant. You may decide that it's just better not to release it than to have to release it and then release a what amounts to a retraction later and then have to recover from it. So if you just don't release it to begin with, then you don't have to worry about that circle of information that might become misinformation to your audience. Another example in this category is that you may not be allowed to release the content anymore. We're not going to expand on this example too much. There's a variety of different specific situations where this could happen. Perhaps there's now an NDA out there that you can't release it, or maybe you had a special agreement within a certain time period to release it, but that time period expired, so you can't release it anymore. Whatever the reason is, it's not that frequent, but it could happen. So that might be why you can't release some content. Another reason that you might possibly have unreleased content is because there are other factors outside of your control that make it no longer sensible to release this content. For example, perhaps you've had a segment in the can for a little while that was recorded that had a previous co-host of your show on it, but now they've moved on from your podcast. Well, even though you had that segment, does it really make sense if some time has gone since that co-host was on there and if they were a part of this segment to re-release it? It could cause confusion to your audience as well. It might be disrespectful to anybody that you actually have who took over that chair when that co-host left. Or perhaps you recorded something and you ended up doing like an interview with somebody or a company and now that is really no longer applicable, like maybe the company went under. If you did this great interview that talked about the in and out of workings of a companies and how they're so successful, and now they've gone bankrupt, does that really make sense to release that segment if it's all about their success? It could be something outside of your control that just makes it no longer sensible to release that content. Of course, one of the most common reasons why you may have unreleased content is because you simply don't like how something turned out. Perhaps you had done a segment for your show, but then in editing, you feel it doesn't really fit properly. So you decide to remove it from your episode and release the episode without it. Or perhaps you recorded something and you didn't articulate yourself as you had intended. Maybe you get a little tongue twisted. Maybe you say something that's just outside of what you wanted to say that might be misdirecting the audience again. So you just don't want that content out there. So you just remove the entire segment. You accidentally released 230 episodes with a Canadian who you didn't actually mean to invite to permanently co-host your podcast about podcasting, but somehow that happened. In truth, there was going to be an another American on this show. And unfortunately, <laughs> the American didn't show up. So I was forced to take the Canadian instead. And that's a true story. And the last thing that we want to mention today of why you might have unreleased content is also simple. Perhaps you edit something out of your recording for time reasons. You might even find that the content is acceptable, but it's just too long for your show. That happens from time to time. And while podcasting doesn't have to be long or short. If you have a certain format, your audience kind of expects you to fit in there. I was just back listening to a podcast today that the episodes are normally 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes long. There was a special episode release and I really appreciated the content, but it was like 30, 35 minutes, something like that. And as I'm listening, it just got 
me anxious as I was listening, going, shouldn't this be over? Shouldn't this be over? And I stopped paying attention to the content and I st- started paying attention to why it was going along instead. That's um, my own thing, but just it could happen just to tell you it could happen to your audience as well. SP, if I have a bunch of unreleased content like the content that we just talked about, what can I do with it? Could you give me some ideas? I can. We'll talk about some of those right now. The idea that we want to talk about first is as straightforward as it gets. Perhaps you want to go ahead and delete it. I would caution you to hold off pressing that delete before you hear what we have to say about it. The thing about deleting content is when you delete it, it is gone forever. You should be 100% certain you want to remove it forever because you may feel one way now but you may want to revisit it later, whether it's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, something like that. And perhaps let's give an example here. Perhaps you want to try a segment for your show and you feel it flops. So you shelve it and you want to delete it. But in a year or two, you might ask yourself, was it really that bad? I have the same idea. Let's go revisit that. And you already have it recorded. So you go back and re-listen to it. You could save yourself redoing the idea entirely by listening back to that content. Now, you might have some changes in mind to make for it, but you're not going to redo the same mistakes as before. Or perhaps the way that you did the content one or two years ago is now more relevant. Perhaps your show has shifted style. Maybe you moved on to another show and it fits another show better. There's a ton of reasons why it might be more relevant. So we would caution you not to delete the content. Another reason why you might not actually want to delete it is because perhaps something has happened and you feel that it wouldn't be appropriate to release it anymore. Maybe you did an interview with someone and then something happened in the meantime and you just don't feel it's right to release that interview anymore. You might be tempted just to delete it to get it out of your mind, but one alternative consideration is that you might want to keep it around just for your personal reference or in case you ever need it. For example, is it really the best thing to delete it if somebody has this person you interviewed is been in hot water? Well, what if somehow they've done questionable actions or there's something that has just left you with very sour grapes and then something comes out and there is mention of that interview and you want to make sure that you have that there to support how an interview actually went in case by chance it's misrepresented for whatever reason, somehow it's discussed in, you know, another media source. Oh, I did this interview and it it was A, B, and C, but turns out it wasn't A, B, and C. You might want to have that just, just in the back of your hard drive in case you ever have to dig that out. And let's face it, nowadays, hard drive space is relatively inexpensive. Yes, it'll cost you a little bit, but it's a lot less than it used to be. And we think that deleting isn't always the best choice even if you simply just don't like the idea that you recorded. Keep it around. You worked on it. Maybe you can look back on your work in 15 years and get a smile over it. Or a a very, very, very large face palm. That's very possible, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's some stuff that I've recorded back in the past that I face palm at now, and I'm sure that you will, too, if you've been podcasting for 10 years. So what else could you do with this content? Well, maybe it's something that you could repurpose eventually. For example, if it's something that you thought didn't fit your show well, perhaps you can leverage it in the future for something else. 
like an incentive for crowdfunding, an exclusive for people in a private group, or maybe you have another area you can use it in later or another show. Perhaps you took something out of an episode because you felt it didn't work. Could that be the basis of an entire future episode itself within your show? Is it possible that you could create an entire show or entire episode that would fit this thing, this little snippet that you removed? And maybe it was out of context, but maybe it gives you an idea for a future episode. Those are actually always the best ones to do, in my opinion, because you've had this brainstorming live on microphone. You've taken it out so the listener never gets to hear it. And yet you bring it back later and everybody's happy. That is the best possible worlds there. But if it's something like an entire podcast idea, you might change your mind and actually use it for its intended purpose. We've talked about how often first episodes are tough. I mean, they're rough and you might need a bit of time to look back with a fresh set of eyes before you realize your show or your concept for a show was actually good. I'm going to give you a couple examples here. One was a show that I did with my very first podcast mentor. We recorded something like 12 episodes. And it was all about space. And I would actually love to redo just a space podcast. But instead, what I've done is I've taken that content, that same content, so that same research that I did, and I created the Gunna Geek Show Space Symposium. It's my segment that I do every few weeks on the Gunna Geek Show. I took that idea and I shoved it into a segment in Gunna Geek, and it has worked well. I could also have started a new podcast with it. So those are a way that you can reuse the content. I'm going to give you another example, which Stephen was a part of, and that is Starling Tribune. Stephen, do you remember season two of Starling Tribune? I do indeed. Yeah, this was before there was a bit of a shift with the people over on the Starling Tribune. Uh, this is the Arrow podcast that you did for a little while there. And originally, there was someone else that was leading the charge there. And I think in season two, there was about five episodes that were were recorded to do with season two of the CW television show era with sort of the old guard. And that never ended up materializing because that producer at the time was busy with other things. And so they just kind of sat there. And eventually there was that producer change where you took over and you took the reins and you steered that ship. And so you ended up uh, at that point jumping into a whole uh, basically other season. <laughs> at that point, you went into season three and you never really had time to release those episodes from season two. So there was just this void in the Starling Tribune for anybody that was going way back to rewatch Arrow and listen to the Starling Tribune and follow along that that season two was never there. So you, if I recall correctly, decided your best time that you would actually release it was about half a year after the Arrow television show ended. <laughs> yeah, so I've started re-editing those five show or editing for the first time. I still have my recordings from those five episodes and I've started re-editing or editing them and I've started to release them to fit in there. Now, Let's go into whether this makes sense or not. In my particular case, I don't believe it makes any sort of podcasting sense. The show is over. The show that we covered is over. Arrow is over. Now, the CW Universe, the DC Universe, is still going on. But we decided to 
end our podcast, the Starling Tribune, when Arrow ended after eight seasons. I guess I'm just a little bit of an OCDer on completionism. I want a complete content out there. It's like releasing a book and you're missing five of the middle chapters. You know, you got a 25 chapter book and you just take chapters seven through 10, you rip them out. And so the listener or the reader is going from chapter five to chapter 11 going, what happened there? And it's just never out there. So there's a little bit of OCD on completionism for anybody that does go back and listen to them. I also, it's a personal pride point because I spent time prepping for those episodes. I've spent time recording those episodes. I kept the recordings all these years. Might as well do something with them. It would be nice to have the episodes released so that somebody could listen to them. Now, will anybody listen to them when I get all five episodes out? Honestly, it's doubtful. The show wasn't all that popular. Arrow wasn't all that popular in the end. It was widely popular in the first two years. But by the time it got to season eight, it wasn't all that popular. And there's a variety of reasons which we go into in the last episode of the Starling Tribune about. So I doubt there's going to be too many people that do it. But the people that do will, I believe, enjoy those five episodes they will be available for anybody that wants it right now. They're not. I've only released one of the five. And it's a bit of a throughput thing for me right now where I have other things to do, including this show, including recording episode 230 of Better Podcasting, rather than going back and editing this show that is six years old now, <laughs> this episode that's six years old. So eventually I'll get them out, but it's just not going to be right now. That is an example of repurposing or actually using the content as it was intended just six years late and really not making a difference. It's also a punctuation point on getting content out that's relevant in the time span that it's relevant. Otherwise, what's the point? I don't know what you're talking about. You're saying it's like a book missing chapters. Whenever I make anything out of a recipe book, I just take out the middle ingredients because it's just too complicated. So uh, it seems to everything ends up the same way. Mush. Is that the recipes behind Tim Hortons? Is that how it's done? <laughs> no comment. I have an NDA on that. All uh, right. Another thing that you might do with this unreleased material is you might use it internally for reference material. For example, when you are working on other ideas for your podcast or another podcast, you could look back at this unreleased material and really analyze why you didn't release it. What worked? What didn't work? And you can really apply that knowledge and that research to whatever you are working on with your podcast endeavors. It's always good to look back at things that you didn't release and just analyze that. Why didn't I release this? And again, like SP mentioned a little earlier, hopefully it'll save you a little bit of time. And the last thing that you might do with this unreleased content kind of ties back to our first point that we discussed you might just simply do nothing with it. Instead of deleting it, you're just going to let it sit there for all of eternity. Nothing happens with it, but you know it's there. Maybe your co-hosts know it's there. And if you end up writing Santa, Santa knows that it's there. Any, every, any, no, I don't know why I said that, but you, you know that it's there and it's just going to sit there forever. You just got Santa on the brain because you're thinking about what kind of sleigh you're going to put on the roof of that <laughs> shed that you just made. I, I, I now know how you're going to decorate it. Check right. out Better Podcasting Live Chat 12 for more information on that. 
Of course, we're going to be remiss if we don't talk about this important possibility with your content is that you're simply dragging your heels on your show or shows that you're looking at. We've talked a lot to people over the years that have a variety of podcasts that they've tried or ideas for the podcast that they tried, and yet they just don't go through with them. They have far more unreleased content than they have released. This is usually a sign that they need to just pull the trigger and get one of them done. So what might be some signs that you, as a listener to this podcast, are falling into this camp of dragging your heels? Well, the first is what we just said. You're not releasing content more often than releasing content. You're constantly refining one idea or another. For example, you've tried one segment over and over and over thinking you're just going to get it perfect soon enough and it just never happens. You're constantly making excuses on why something doesn't work. And just like my example with Starling Tribune above, if you don't release the content, nobody can actually hear it. So you might want to think about that and strive to release one podcast idea, one podcast more often, or just stick with an idea long enough to learn more about it and then go ahead with your next idea. But it's got, it can't be a couple of episodes. You got to stick with it for, I would say six to 12 months before you decide it's not working and, and move on to something else. If you're constantly in that development mode versus publishing mode. If in the end you decide that the audio or video that you created isn't worth releasing, but you want to eventually release something, it's time to get help to make your productions better. Watch some YouTube videos on how to create better content. Heck, watch some better podcasting videos on how to make your content better. Sign up for some classes. Get a degree in communications or broadcasting or journalism. This might be a little expensive and a big commitment, but if it is truly something that you want to do, maybe you need to get some formal training to make your content creation better. If in the end you just want to be involved in podcasting, but you don't know how you want to be involved in podcasting, try different aspects, try producing. And by producer, I mean like running a show, not being a part of the show, not editing the show, not uh, assembling the gear for the show, just producing the show. Maybe you love the idea of editing. I know a lot of people out there love the idea of crafting the waveforms on their computer. It's a bit like a video game and it's never a for sure ending, but you get a product completed out of audio that is made and, and sound noises that are made. And maybe it's audio that you make. Maybe you're big into Foley. Anyway, editing would be a big thing. Or maybe you just want to assemble the gear. Maybe you're part of a group that gets together and podcasts every once in a while. Maybe you're the guy that has all the equipment that sets it up, that presses record, makes sure it's all good. Maybe being that roadie or that engineer, that audio engineer is your desire. Not everyone is best fit to be on a microphone or even wants to be on a microphone. But the most important thing is that podcasting is fun or makes you happy, specifically with hobby podcasting. Stephen, that's why we made this show. Heck, I got an example here. I once had a friend in high school that never wanted to do anything else. He didn't want to play any sports. He didn't want to do any clubs or anything. I think he was on the math team, but that was about it. He didn't want to do anything else. But what made him happy 
was running the freaking scoreboard for our high school basketball team. And it was fun because both the girls and the boys won state championships. So he was really into that. And guess what? That was not something that went into the wayside. He now runs the scoreboard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is a basketball team in Minnesota. So pro basketball team. So that's just an example. It's what he wanted to do. And he went and did it and he's doing it for fun now. I mean, it's not like a profession. He, he doesn't get paid millions of dollars for running the scoreboard, but he gets to go in the stadium and run the scoreboard. He loves that. So in the end, improve yourself and your skills, whatever they are. Identify what makes you the happiest. Steven, you love video and that makes you the happiest. It's true. I do. I like video. And I've talked about that many times. Podcasting came out of my love of video. So find your fit, make your creations better and produce some content for others. And that will prevent you from having the content just sit on the shelf forever. This is the better podcasting download. SP, I know you. I know you. There is one thing in your life that truly, truly satisfies you. And I know that this is the RSS feed. You've got pictures in your your house up on the walls just of RSS feeds. I understand that your bed sheets actually have the code from our RSS feed. It's amazing how how obsessed you are with the RSS feed. So I will turn it over to you to talk about this week's Better Podcasting Download. This is not anything that we haven't talked about for the last 230 episodes. Since we started doing the Better Podcasting Download, our intent was to look at the podcast industry and the podcast infrastructure and see how it applies to hobby podcasters. To this day, I'm going to say that nothing's changed. You can still get your show out there on on an RSS 2.0 feed, and you can still supply it to places like Apple Podcasts. You can have Google Podcasts actually pick up the feed and throw it into its search results. You can apply for iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Nothing has changed in all that. However, Apple did something that is starting to tip the scales a little bit. And remember what I said many, many episodes ago is that hobby podcasting will continue to be as long as the RSS feeds are out there. Now, could something come along to replace RSS 2.0 to still make it a free space? Yes, it could. And could RSS 2.0 still be available in another 10 years? Yes, it could. What I'm here to tell you right now is that Apple just released a Apple News Today podcast that is starting to change the game for Apple. Apple is creating its own podcast content, which in of itself isn't that big of a news item since they came out a few months ago and said that they were going to start. I think it was in January of 2020, said we're going to start producing our own stuff which they have with this. The thing is, though, the content isn't hosted anywhere. It's hosted itself within Apple, which when you think about it, isn't all that new because Apple hosts all the music. So if you're streaming Apple music or if you buy a song from Apple, it's downloaded from Apple. Now, the funds might go to the creator and you know some sort of a percentage and whoever owns the record label and that sort of thing. But Just to make things simple, the songs are hosted with Apple. 
And I don't know for sure, but I would say the same is true with like Pandora, Spotify. They all host the actual songs there. But Apple to this date has not hosted podcasts. I remember the very first thing that I asked and the very first thing that a lot of people ask when they start podcasting is how do I get my podcasts into Apple podcasts? Or when I started, it was iTunes. And I was assuming that I had to get the file to Apple. I didn't know what an RSS feed was and I didn't know how it worked. Once you start understanding it, you understand that you have to store your content somewhere, whether it's on your own server, maybe it's a server you rent or a podcast media host. And we've done many episodes on that, including episode 65 of Better Podcasting, where we talk about the pros and cons of self-hosting, not only your RSS, but the episodes itself. So if you want to hear more about that, you can go back to Better Podcasting episode 65. So Apple is starting to host its own podcast, which is one thing. The other thing is that the RSS feed is exclusive, which means you have to do hacks to make it available in other places, which may or may not be legal. I don't know. The Apple News Today podcast was put in Overcast by the guy that runs Overcast, Marco, and he said he had to do a hack for it. He said, I don't know how permissible this is, but I perform a small hack and now you have you can subscribe to Apple News Today in Overcast as it were publicly listed by Apple Podcasts, but it's not. And that was via a tweet on July 16th that he said that there was a lot of back and forth of people in the podcast industry when this first came out, because everybody saw some things with the podcast that made them go, hmm. First of all, Apple's getting into the podcast game, which is of note of itself. You had Spotify, you went Stitcher, and you had all these places that were consolidating podcast creation. And now Apple was starting to get back in the game. So that's notable in of itself. You also had Joe Rogan experience that was put exclusive on Spotify. You also had all those shows that went exclusive on Luminary. So there's been this trend of exclusivity. And the most important trend of this particular podcast is Apple made its own podcast exclusive. So not all the RSS feeds on Apple podcasts are there. Now, has this changed anything for better podcasting? No. Has this changed anything for your podcast? No. Apple podcasts will continue to get your RSS feed and distribute it to your listeners just like it used to. However, this could be the start of something that rapidly changes the industry. Remember, Stephen, when I said a few months ago, maybe a couple of years ago, that the thing that I would worry about the most is if Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher actually start charging to list your podcast in their directories. Remember when I said that? Yeah. And also, uh, remember how I have long ranted about the fact that Apple has so much control and that it irritates me that they have so much control over the being a main directory source for all of these other podcatchers because they all hook into the Apple podcast directory because what happens if all of a sudden they decide that they want to do something exclusive, then are they going to start limiting that directory? And people were like, no, Apple has no reason to. And, And yeah, I remember that. So now the industry has started to change. There's some big money entering into podcasts. Is it the biggest money in all the media? No, but it's more money than has ever been in podcasting before. And that is starting to spook some people. And it has got my attention to keep my attention on this issue for you, our listeners, and for me, myself, because I like to hobby podcasts and I just don't want to let it go off into that good night. 
I often have given the example of the community cable channels. I mean, they're still there who watches them, but other things have arisen out of it. For example, YouTube. YouTube is the modern day community cable channel, and it's even better because it can go anywhere in the world. Now, is YouTube going to eventually change? Yes, everything will eventually change. I mean, first we had over-the-air broadcast TV, and then we had cable TV that competed with over-the-air broadcast TV. And then you said, hey, I don't want to be caught into all of this cable boxes. I want a another choice. So satellite TV was brought into existence. And then the internet was streaming services. So TV in itself from its Betty White golden days until now has changed to where you have streaming services. Well, podcasting could be the same way, right? You mm -hmm. could go from the RSS Betty White era of podcasting to something else, you know, the streaming era of podcasting in the future. And that's just metaphorically, we're already in the streaming era of podcasting, but you get what I'm saying. So it's something that I want to keep my eyes on. Is it going to change anything right now? No, but we are closer to it possibly changing than we ever have been. Yeah, I think you nailed most of what I had to say. The only other thing that I'll just elaborate on is what I just said in my little random rant there is that I think there is concern if we are seeing Apple all of a sudden do exclusive content on there that is directly hosted, that there might be that potential that they will go and lock down their directory. And I think podcatchers should be thinking about this and people should also be thinking about the fact that this could happen and they want to get themselves as many different directories as possible. Because if all of a sudden Apple does that, then you want to make sure you are on Google Podcasts or other alternatives like Spotify and things like that so that people can still find you who who don't have uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't own an Apple product, uh, at least not a current running Apple product. So I couldn't I couldn't use the Apple directory if all of a sudden they went and locked it down. So I think it is worth considering that things are changing and we have to accept that. And if you are married to the fact that podcasting must be through an RSS feed, then I think you should pause right now, take a deep breath and self-reflect on whether that is valid or not, because we have seen enough things change uh, lately to realize that that doesn't seem to be the, the big point anymore with podcasting and what people consider to be podcasting. There is probably going to be a large amount of podcasts that will not have an RSS feed as we know it. Again, we'll see what happens. I hate saying that, but it's been what we've been saying for five years. And in the five years that Better Podcasting has been out there, podcasting has still existed in its current state. It's evolved, but it still existed. So we'll see what happens in another five years. The other thing of note that has happened since the last time we recorded, it actually happened the day after we recorded the last episode, was Zoom came out with their announcement of the Zoom H8. We already discussed this a little bit on the live chat episode 12 that we did in last week, but we're going to go over the top ports of the release. First of all, there is a podcast mode to it, which is cool, but it does take away some of the functionality of the h8 it's largely made for musicians so let's go ahead and and just get that out of the way it's not meant for podcasters however podcasters can use it it has not the four 
XLR plugs that are on the H6. It has six plugs. Not all of them are combo jacks. I think only two of them are combo jacks. The other four are not. And then it has an entirely new line of capsules. Some of these capsules are just, well, first of all, they're far out looking. Second of all, they are just amazing. So the XY, X8H, XAH8 capsule has an XY that you can flip back and forth. So it can be a cross XY microphone or it could be a wide XY microphone. It has, Stephen, remember that that virtual microphone that Zoom had going? Well, they made a capsule for it called the VRH8 and you can get virtual surround sound out of it. That's pretty cool. Have you seen the EXH8 capsule? EXH8? Uh, I have seen it as I sit here and Google it. No, I don't see it. It's not turning (laughs) up on Google. Well, you know how the EXH6 capsule has two extra XLR inputs for the H6? Ah, yes. Um, I do see that here. The EXH8. Man, that's a tongue twister. The (laughs) EXH8 has four additional XLR. So you could possibly get up to 10 microphones going into this puppy. It's amazing for a podcaster. It's probably the minimum for a stage band. Like you go out to a coffee shop at night or a pizza place at night or whatever, there's a stage band and you want to record it. That's probably the bare minimum that you'd want to have recording, but it's incredibly portable. This is something that you can take with you in almost in your pocket and then take it into a convention, into a conference. Y'all pull out your ATR 2100s or your Samsung QTUs or whatever you plug them in and you and your friends can get together and have a great podcast with this. I just think that overall it's an incredible capability. Is it podcast specific? No, but podcasters can use it probably a lot more versatile than the H6. Yeah, I have to say, uh, whenever I look a little more into this here, I definitely, um, feel a little bit more excited about this than I did initially. Uh, I I did think that it was time for a refresh. I still don't know about the specifications for um, the preamps. preamps and things like that, but we will find out. Hopefully they did not take a step back from the H6 because I, I bottom line, I don't care what the specs are because you and I both very successfully put out quality audio content with the H6. So I, I honestly don't care if there's a thousand other products that are better than than the H6 if like like if this lines up with the H6 because for all intents and purposes for a hobby podcaster we had very clear signal on the H6 so as long as they didn't take a step back again I don't care about the specs I'm using the H6 right now I know you're not you did for a while you're not right yeah. now because you have other gear that you can play with I'm using the H6 I've talked about how I want to evolve my gear and this is an evolution with the H8, but I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and get it for my next round of gear unless I get it for my next round of gear that's mobile. So that's our quick hit on the H8. We went more in depth in the H8 last week on our live chat episode 12, which is an entirely different podcast called Better Podcasting Live Chat. Episode 12, we go into more detail on the H8. We talk about the Stitcher sale. We talk about the lawsuit that the deaf and the hard of hearing had against Gimlet Media, which is another game changer possibly for the podcast infrastructure. And 
I went into my one-on-one demo that I had with Riverside.fm as a recording capability. So if you want to catch all of that, go to Better Podcasting Live Chat, episode 12. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. This past Saturday morning, I woke up to a tweet that was on our Twitter. ASP had decided he was going to post the following. Both of us are planning on doing a bit of editing this morning, as we always do on Saturday morning before the family gets up. What is your favorite time to edit your show? Question mark, end quote. First off, I got to say, before we get into that, yeah, SP did that. And so, of course, I had no plans to edit, but then I felt guilty. So I had to do it because he, he committed me to it. Otherwise, we were lying. Yeah, it was my subtle <laughs> nudge to you to get the podcast out on Sunday night. You said you wanted a reminder, so I gave you a reminder. We got in response from a, a few people. First, and I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm going to spell it. It's B-Y-Z-B-E-T-S. So Bizbets. I was going to go Bizbets. Bizbets, okay. Bizbets said, I love working in the mornings, but recently I've needed to go outside for long walks before the kids get up. So editing can only happen during their afternoon naps. That is true. My kids are, my kids are basically out of the house. Even you have younger kids. So you have a little different thing there, but you have boys and boys generally like to sleep in late. So Steven replies and he says, SP has been running on the treadmill indoors in the afternoon, watching old VHS tapes one last time he recorded years ago. Steven gets chased by bears all day, so we both savor our morning editing time instead of exercising. Oh, <laughs> uh, we also had at Snowball Mystery say, Snap, we've just done ours this morning. I, I Saturday like- morning in. I like a Saturday morning edit. I really do. All kidding aside, I do like doing an edit first thing in the morning. It's a nice way for me to start my weekend. I feel productive, even if it's just like roughly in there. Like, let's say I I have a a disaster of of a setup time. Like, for some reason, everything goes wrong. I'm chasing people for files. and I'm having issues getting them loaded into my editor. Whatever it is, even if I just get it started, like get it laid out on my editing timeline. I can feel accomplished knowing that I have good groundwork for when I can come back to it later in the weekend. And all of that headache was done early on my weekend and I got it behind me. So I I, I do like editing on a Saturday morning. Can I lower the curtain here for our audience? Can I have them sneak behind and give them a little bit of behind the scenes for me here? Can uh, you mind if I do that? I get uh, my curtain doesn't like kind of move side to side. It doesn't really <laughs> lower, but what I'm talking about how I edit Legends of Shield. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so we record Legends of Shield on Thursday nights now, which is great. But I start processing my tracks locally right after we get done recording. It does take some time. I do process my tracks before I edit them because I found that I have less artifacts I have to deal with if I process it first. So go ahead and process, but it's at least three tracks on my end or two tracks that I go ahead and process. Plus then I need to process the tracks for my co-host. Plus I need to download the YouTube video from the YouTube live recording so I can do the video editing in movie studio and that doesn't always come out Friday night. So I don't even start editing Friday or Thursday night. Friday night, I may or may not be able to edit depending on if the video comes down. 
What I can do is I can go through those pre-processed tracks and do the outtakes from before we start officially recording the show. All my co-hosts know that I record the audio as soon as everybody's connected, and I use that as post-credit scene audio. You might call them bloopers. You might talk, call them outtakes. You might just call it extra content, whatever you want to call it on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I actually take those snippets out and I put them at the end of the show. Well, that takes time to go through because it's somewhere between 15 minutes and a half an hour of us talking beforehand that I have to select what goes out. And some of it's just show prep and that's not interesting to anybody else. So we don't throw that out. So I try to do that by Friday night. And then the first time that I can edit the show is actually Saturday morning. So when that tweets, and I know you edit your stuff on Saturday morning, cause you just said you like to do it on Saturday morning. So that's why we both end up editing on Saturday morning. There's a time thing as well as it's one heck of a quiet time around both our houses to edit. And uh, I like a good cup of Joe in the morning while I edit. So that's always good. In your better podcasting mug? Of course. Otherwise, I can't edit better podcasting. It's a requirement. And not in your blue Yeti? No. Uh, we also, unrelated, had in Discord, Damien the DM say, well, my L12 is finally on the way. This was big news because for a while he's talked about how he wanted the L12 and he's gone back and forth. So, yep, uh, Damien, the DM from, say it with me, Aurelia Pod. That just gets like more and more disconnected all the time. Uh, he he did order it. And congratulations, Damien. Um, I am using the L8 at the moment. Um should probably think about actually getting that review done at some point because I uh, have gone back and forth with a bunch of things on it and I should just pull the trigger and just give my over thoughts. But uh, I look forward to going back to the L12. I do miss it. I feel like we need to put a disclaimer for our audience. The reason why Damien needs the L12 is he actually live streams and records yes. a D&D playthrough or a, a roll top tabletop game playthrough game with at least five other people. So it's like at least six people. So he needs the L12 to not only record all that audio separately, but also stream it out. It is not needed for your average podcaster. Yes. Good, good disclaimer. Uh, we had Suncast ask a question that we don't have any answers to, but we thought we'd put it out here. Suncast said, does anyone know of a way to send slash generate an SRT video stream from Mac OS for free or inexpensive? Now, this is a very technical thing. Uh, I will leave it at that question because if you know the answer, head over to our Discord if you can. Uh, it's betterpodcasting.com slash Discord and answer that question for Suncast. Or if you want, tweet us at betterpod or email podcast at betterpodcasting.com and we will pass that along. Uh, back to Damien, the DM. He said, of course, it's the day after you record. Podbean is now officially IAB certified. And this was the day after we recorded Better Podcasting Live Chat 12. But we had it in there. We actually had it because they had had their blog post out and uh, Stargate Pioneer looped us in on that. Yeah, I'm subscribed to the Podbean blog post email notification. So we actually got it before we started recording. I'm told that not everybody got it before that time period. So we actually just got lucky. In addition, Shannon, who works at Podbean, also emailed us the next day and said, hi, hope you guys are doing well. I wanted to update you on this. We got the official word from IAB end of last week they were certified. So we did get a nice note from Shannon. I just want to say thank you very much for thinking of sh us, Shannon. That's awesome because I know a lot of our listeners wanted to know that information as well. 
Podbean, like I think I've said it before, Podbean would probably be my top uh, overall recommendation for a hobby podcaster just because the price is good. I know someone who's been on there for a long time who has dealt with them before, has had good experience with them. They're now IAB certified. And I just have to say, one of the, the, the top points here is how friendly, friendly Shannon has been. And not just with us. I've seen Shannon around other communities as well back when I was in different social media communities. I like the, the friendly touch there, but the IAB certification just, you know, it was one of the things, the gaps that they had. So Podbean probably would be my overall recommendation right now for our, an average hobby podcaster. There's a bunch of factors you do want to consider whenever you choose anything. There are other people that I, I would also s- suggest if you were willing to give up a couple of things and, and you know, different scenarios. But just if I was to say my overall general recommendation at this time would probably be them. We actually had some audio from a listener that went ahead and gave us some audio because I was going back and forth with him on Reddit over where to host his shows, by the way. Joel reached out back to us and said he went with Vinecast and he mentioned in the audio exactly why. One of the reasons in Pinecast that you go with it is because they allow multiple RSS feeds. Mm -hmm. And that's something that no other place really does that we would normally recommend. Libsyn definitely doesn't do that. I pay for every, I host (laughs) all my shows with Libsyn right now and I have to pay every single different show of a, a a cost, an account basically for keeping those shows out there. Uh, Podbean is the same way, uh, but Pinecast, you give some things up with Pinecast, but you do get the ability to go and do multiple RSS feeds. Steven, do you have that audio queued up? My name is Joel Bacco, and I'm hosting Lost in the Movies. It's a short bi-weekly film review podcast in which I share my thoughts on a particular movie between 15 to 30 minutes. Although starting off slow and simple, eventually I want to branch off into several theme shows, including a revisit of movies that I saw theatrically growing up in the 90s, explorations of left-wing political cinema, and deep dives into the series Twin Peaks, both as an episode guide and through films related to the show in interesting ways. I decided to use Pinecast as my podcast host after hearing about it from Stargate Pioneer, one of the hosts of the show, on Reddit. My main concerns were being able to create multiple shows with their own feeds from a single account, not being too limited in monthly downloads, especially because I always encourage listeners to check out my older material and my archives as well, and of course, an affordable price tag. Pinecast, which currently charges $10 a month with no download data or feed limits, seems to fit my purpose pretty well. Thanks for the advice and good luck to you, your listeners, and everyone pursuing their own projects out there. Now, I wanted to kind of wait a little bit to expand a little bit on what I was saying on giving up certain things with my earlier, you know, discussion. Podbean, I think, overall is my recommendation. However, Pinecast has as quickly moved up for if you are willing to give up a few things just because of the fact that. They also, there's a couple thick question marks, and I've talked about this, I think, on the Better Podcasting live chat, but there is still a couple question marks. They they are cheaper than a lot of the other ones, and you always have to, to wonder that. They're not IIB certified, and they do have a model that is not proven compared to some of the other media host models that follow a very similar model and have proven that they're financially sustainable. So there's a couple other technical things and and, and whatnot as well, but 
I don't know. It was probably like two years ago. We did a first thoughts on Pinecast and we, we had a, quite a long list of, of cons that we had. And since then, uh, I have made it clear that a lot of those cons and those concerns that I had have gone away. And the activeness from, uh, I think it's Matt over at Pinecast, he, he has been a very involved and a lot more, um, uh, there's been a lot of feature changes and updates and refreshes in the last little while. And so I, I think they show a ton of promise. And I, again, I have to kind of look like if I'm giving a recommendation, I have to consider like longevity and things like that. And so there is a certain period of wait and see before you can make like a, like a solid recommendation. But there are lots of people that I think Pinecast does work quite well with. Better podcasting live chat is over on Pinecast. I'll say it right now. You got to take a look at that. Now I have a, uh, the RSS feed is, is hosted, self-hosted, but the, the actual um, Pinecast feed be our media is over there. So we wanted to go in on them and, and give it a actual good run. The Gunna Geek Show. I've got the, the media on Pinecast, but it's just really mostly just the media there. So definitely. Um, and I can see why you would definitely have chosen that. And I appreciate you sending that audio clip in. Yeah. So once again, that's Joel from Lost in the Movies podcast. Thank you very much for sending that in. And if you want to send in your audio clip to us so that we can play it on the show, remember to say the name of your show, but send it to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Stephen, we also had some good back and forth on our Discord server, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And one was in the week that you took off. I was bored. So I <laughs> actually went ahead and started fishing for future show ideas. And I basically posted, if you were a guest on Better Podcasting, what would your topic to discuss be? And we had Steph Fuccio get back to us. And she said, how to be a good podcast community member. In other words, how to be a part of the community in a productive way, like helping others get started, spreading best practices, and so on. Far too often, folks get started and go so gung-ho on promoting their podcast that they are attention seekers, and it is disruptive. However, people that start a pod and see it as being part of a bigger conversation seem to play better with others and be more respectful. Steven, I think we have an idea for Steph to be on the podcast in the future. Absolutely. Uh, we should call this segment How Not to Be Stargate Pioneer. Uh, because I understand that when you launch a podcast, you just go out there and you just you like actually go out to the street and you get in people's faces and you're like, check out my podcast, check out my podcast, do it now. And that's pretty much how you launch a podcast. I have been accused of being the king of promotion before, which <laughs> I have to laugh about because all I do is make references on other shows. No, I uh, kid, I kid, by the way, I was just trying to make a joke about you being on the street yelling in people's faces to subscribe to your podcast. Wearing a mask. Of I, I do yell at people to get <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> uh, we also had this this guy, new guy over in the Discord. Um, I should have pre-read his name. Let me try this. Stargate Pionar. I hear he goes by SP. Ah, SP. And he said, quote, sad day. One of my JBL 5-inch studio monitors blew. I'm assuming the fault was mine as I powered the mixer down before I powered the monitors down. This causes a 
or surge to the monitor, i.e. speaker, especially in the lower frequencies. I spent some time diagnosing it this morning. I used another audio interface and isolated both left and right monitors. I also used headphones to determine if it was maybe the sound card on board the PC. It is clearly the right monitor. RIP JBL LSR 305 5-inch 1st Gen MK1. You were awesome, and I would buy you again. End quote. Very great dramatic reading of that. <laughs> yeah, it was a sad, it was a sad day. My monitor blew. I will spare the detail. I have fixed the issue. I will spare the details for next episode and watch out for betterpodcasting.com and on our YouTube channel. You'll see all about how I fixed the situation. Hey, by the way, before we wrap up here, I want to remind you, we do stream this live on Tuesdays. So if you go to betterpodcasting.com while you're checking out the things that SP was just teasing, uh, check out there is an events page on there and you can see which show we're doing on which week. But when we're not doing the Better Podcasting Prime, this show here, on the other Tuesdays, we're doing the Better Podcasting live chat. So we alternate back and forth. And if you want, when we're doing this, you can head over to geeks.live. It's where we have our live chat room. It's www.geeks.live and you can participate. It's always great when we have people there interacting, especially the live chats, because that's the nature of it. We like to take live audience feedback and give you podcast feedback response. We actually had someone named Scatmaker show up and say, finally caught up with the backlog of BP Prime and live chat. First time catching the show live. And another message said, now I can view Steven's multitasking skills in real time. No, there's no multitasking. I simply tell SP to ad lib if you ever come by. You got to see that if you've Listening to the postage show, you don't know this. When something goes wrong, I just say SP dance like a monkey. There's no multitasking. Oh, there's a lot of monkey dancing. <laughs> yeah, th there is. And there's also mistakes that I make where I'm supposed to be monkey dancing and throw it back to Steven. And he's in the middle of doing some things. And the show grinds to a, a resounding halt, which actually gives me a chance to sip my coffee from my better podcasting mug. <laughs> And we also had Scatmaker say, I wasn't prepared for it from the audio version of the show for the glory that is baby-faced SP. Baby-faced <laughs> SP still has more facial hair than me. So uh, I thought that was great. So apparently I have done a disservice. Uh, I have not informed the listeners what baby-faced SP is like. So I will go ahead and apologize to everybody who is listening to this show and not watching it. You really are missing out on Babyface SP. It's Babyface. Yeah, 2020 was a year of trying to make it through the summer with a beard, but then the pandemic happened, and I decided, since this is the evilest of timelines, that I would go with the goatee and, and make you know evil SP. And so I had the goatee going on for a little bit, but then summer allergies hit atrociously around here this year, and I started to have some facial issues, which led to my... Uh, issues that I had before, which I don't want to go back into. And so I decided the best thing to prevent all of that was to actually shave it off. So I did. So Babyface SP is back in 2020. Uh, Babyface SP is looking forward to growing the beard back later this fall. And for Father's Day, even got some beard lotion. 
Ah, well, thank you for informing us on our podcast about podcasting about your beard lotion. Really appreciate it, SP. Apparently, it's a thing with the show, so you just got to run with it, right? <sighs> Absolutely. So if you want to interact with us when we're not recording, come over to our Discord server. That's the best place, probably. Betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. You can find us on all the other places, but we love the Discord server. Lots of really awesome people over there. And there's other geeky content over there as well. So on that note, for episode 230 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, now I need beard lotion. And I'm SP saying, Stephen, you ain't getting mine. It was a present from my kids. Can you send me those uh, RSS sheets, though? That'd be great. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.